So when your body is whole, it works like it's supposed to. That's the same way we are as being the body of Christ. You're this, I'm that, he's that, you're this, and you're this, and you're this, and together that we are the body of Christ. We are starting a new chapter, new chapter day. Uh, Romans 12 is what we're going to be going through now. And, you know, one thing I found was really interesting. Up until this point, going through Romans, Paul has taught us how to become a Christian. He's turning a page. Finally getting to that page. He's turning a page. We thought it had been coming. Three-fourths of the book. He's turning the page. Um... And now he's going to teach us how to live like a Christian. Today's study, we're doing verses 1 through 8 in chapter 12. And so let's get into the scripture, and we'll read some and discuss some. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be, it's my, one of my favorite verses, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. All right, we're going to stop right there. Yeah, me. let's do it, please. Two verses in, we are stopping. Uh, verse one for me, um, it, it's, it's, I have it's twofold. And, and that's a reference to, you know, our body is a living sacrifice. I mean, present your body a living sacrifice. You know, we've got to take care of our body. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, that you have you have double aspects of it. It's you the health and exercise takes care of your body. You have to take care of your your spiritual, you know, your your mind and and which your heart and your soul, which is part of your body as well. Mm-hmm. But you have to take care of both of those because the idea is that you're using those to go out into the world and spread the gospel. Yep. And if you're not taking care of your body and your heart and your mind and your soul, you can't go do those things. Or you can't go do those things the way that you should be because as it ends in verse 2, it's for the will of God. That's right. Well, you know, it starts, I beseech you. Okay. The word beseech is translated from the word called parakaleo. It means to beg. Yeah. Paul is, I am begging you to do this. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to add on to your living sacrifice. Jesus was our sacrifice when he died for us. We are supposed to die to ourselves daily, die to our flesh. We're supposed to sacrifice our flesh daily. Right. That's how we can be a living sacrifice. So how you can that's a big umbrella with many parts under it. Mm-hmm. You touched on these parts, taking care of yourself. Because obviously, for most people, our flesh wants us to eat Sundays and pizza and cheeseburgers and well, stay on the couch watching TV while we, we're doing it. Yes, we, we are to present ourselves a living, living sacrifice. And Paul is begging them to do it. Um, that's how important it is. Uh, we're supposed to be holy, acceptable to God which is our reasonable service. It's our logical service. If, if for your soul, if you're a Christian, for your soul, the logical thing for it to do was be right there. 
be a living sacrifice, be mm-hmm. holy, be acceptable to God. You know, that's another way of saying stop living in sin. And I didn't say stop sinning, so stop living in sin. I think that's a, you know, you could, uh, this just hit me as you were saying that. I, I almost got a brief moment of overwhelming, like I like completely overwhelmed, like there's no way I can do that. As you read the words, acceptable to God. I'm like, there's, how in the, how can I, I mean, I, I'm a sinner. Like I sin, I, I'm flawed. You know, it's like we've talked about before, our, our righteousness is filthy rags. Like if I'm the best that I can be, how is that, you know, and it's still filthy rags. Like how is that acceptable to God? And, and it didn't say long. I mean, it was just sure. a, a quick, overwhelming thing, sure. like, holy smokes. But then it's, sure. you know, the gospel is how. I mean, you know, you're relieved of all of those things. You know, and I've got in my notes, that, you know, <clears throat> just, just to blanket summarize it, Paul is begging these people to live righteously. And then he's going to tell them how to do it. Let's go ahead and uh, jump back in and read a little bit more. Uh, starting in verse 3 here. For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. Let's just stop right there for just a second. The three has enough packed in it as it is. Yeah. I, I mean, but it's it's easily summarized. Um, yeah. I, you know, I have, I have a note here in my Bible that I wrote down. And it was really funny because I I have looked through Romans 12 before, as I'm sure we all have. It's a very well-known mm-hmm. um, chapter in the Bible. And this was, you know, a few months ago, and I had just wrote, be humble, be thankful for God's grace. But really, the first half of that, be humble, is a really good summary of verse 3. Yeah. Don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to think. What's my first note? Be humble. Stealing it. Mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. And then I thought it was interesting, you know, here it says, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. So I was like, okay, what? Of all the words that we're going to use, we're going to use soberly. I don't, you know, if they're all, and it could, it could be, you know, the audience that he's talking to. Um, you know, maybe debauchery was an issue they were having. You know, they were all indulging. Um, I mean, I I know that, you know, a good portion of, uh, you know, do the same thing. But then I was like, okay, what exactly were you looking at by soberly? And so I believe it was either the Blue Letter Bible that app that I looked at, or I think I think that's where I got this from. But soberly was was translated to sound mind, self control, and curb curbing passions. To put a moderate estimate upon oneself, think of oneself soberly. I just—that's what I was doing. I was reading the Bible, looking it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the the word is sophronio, sophronio. But that's the the actual, according to this, the actual definition of that goes with this verse is the uh to put a moderate estimate upon oneself think of oneself soberly mm-hmm. uh, because yes i mean because of our culture our first thing is okay talking about you know don't get drunk don't get high don't do drugs you know and i'm I'm not saying he's giving you permission but uh that's not exactly what this term soberly means here right it's just another way of thinking 
about yourself. Just, you know, it's, you could put be humble mm-hmm. is what they could have put oh, there. Be, well, yeah, I mean, it, it's, you know, uh, it's, I mean, one of them was self-control, which covers a whole wide array of, mm-hmm. of things, whether it's, you know, things mm-hmm. that under the influence or things of, you know, just any kind of addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just self-restraint is another another word. Sure. Self-control. And I like, you know, God has dealt each one a measure of faith. Now, we know your faith can grow. hmm But some people start out having more faith than, you know, whatever God wants you to have. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it goes back to a lot of, you know, what we've already talked about and a lot of what we know is that he he knows more about us than we do. He knows where we are. He knows what we need. Yeah. And so he's going to, you know, give it out to each a measure, you know, to their own based off of, you know, what what he knows that they need. Sure. That's my thoughts. Sure. That's what I think that is. Hey, pardon the interruption. I hope you're enjoying the discussion we're having here in Romans chapter 12. I just wanted to mention, if you wanted to get your hands on a copy of the study journal that we used to do our study, it'll be linked in the description box below. Now back to the discussion. All right, let's pick up a verse 4. We're going to go ahead and run through the end of 8 here. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. So we, being many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophecy in proportion to our faith. Or ministry, let us use it in our ministry. He who teaches and teaches, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. So we get different measures of faith. We also get different gifts. The analogy of the of the body mm-hmm. is perfect. We all have eyes, mm-hmm. nose, mouth, ears. None of them do the same thing. But they all have a purpose. And together, the job gets done. Arms, legs, feet, same thing. So when your body is whole, it works like it's supposed to. That's the same way we are as being the body of Christ. You're this, I'm that, he's that, you're this, and you're this, and you're this, and together that we are the body of Christ, and we make things work. It's the, yeah, you know, it's the age-old saying of it takes a village. It takes a village. You're exactly right. Probably where we, we are that village. Probably where it came from, yes. And not only that, but we are given the gifts proportionate to our faith. I mean, I have no, you know, another note that's, you know, just, and it's what we just talked about. Use our gifts to further the reach of Christ and the church and to benefit others in the world. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, you're given gifts. Yeah. The idea of giving, getting those gifts is not for self. Nope. Refer back to verse three. Don't yeah. think more highly of yourself than you ought to. Yeah. Your purpose of getting those gifts is for the glory of God, to benefit the church, and to help others. Mm-hmm. That's what you've been given those gifts for. Mm-hmm. My The application I put in this 
is a common theme in Romans. Or maybe it's just been a common application for me. I don't know. Stay in the Word. Mm -hmm. Number one, that is how you transform your mind. By staying in this Word. You are transformed by this book. Yep. And that helps you to be a living sacrifice, acceptable to God, not conform to the world. It helps your faith grow. So as your faith grows, God can expand your gifts, whether maybe he gives you more. I don't know. He didn't say. Maybe he takes the gifts he's given you and they work better. You can use them better as your faith grows. Um, I think it's just like, just to that point, I think it's just like any craft or anything else you're doing. I think that you right. get better at it. And so you, you know, he, maybe he gives you a larger audience or maybe, sure. you know, to share that gift with. Sure. I had a couple of applications, just, you know, how to renew your mind. Um, it's a daily decision to seek obedience and purity. Uh, it's a lifestyle commitment, and it's done with the help of the Holy Spirit. Yep. Um, and then the other one is to to find our gift and figure out, you know, through prayer and through the Word and through talking to other godly people, how to use that gift for God's will. There you go. That That's a good one. I, I know that's the one of the things I've, you know, I've looked at a bunch, and I don't know that I've really come up with it yet i'm still trying to you know figure it out and pretty sure i know what my gifts are it's just a matter of how do i fit in in the in, in god's circle and utilizing those gifts yep. and again it just comes through scriptures and prayers and godly counsel you know going back to your point about it's a lifestyle commitment and mm -hmm. stuff you know pastor tony preached on right before thanksgiving about being at jesus's table you know, the Bible tells us we don't live on bread alone, but by the Word of God. When we're hungry, we get fed by this. Um, it's been called living water. Well, the Bible has it, but Jesus said, I'll give you living water. Um, those who are thirsty, seek me and I'll give you drink. And he talked about that. And it's something I've done in the past, but got out of habit of. So I now get up 30 minutes earlier, 2.30 a.m. now. So I go in, I got time. I go sit with Jesus at the table. Mm -hmm. Just me and him. It's only happened for a week. I don't want to say it's made a profound difference. Mm -hmm. It's made a difference. In the spiritual world and, and, you know, in this realm, I think any difference is a profound difference. Yeah. yeah. I, as we've talked about in, you know, videos way early on, way early on, uh, you know, just the... The little miracles, the little mm -hmm, nuggets. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't take much mm -hmm. to get a giant mm -hmm. feeling or a giant yeah. result. Yeah. I don't I don't think God would see it as a little thing. What do you all think? Leave us a comment below. Let's have a conversation if we you know. Tell us what you got out of Romans chapter twelve verses one through eight. Maybe maybe you're struggling with that lifestyle commitment and you can leave a comment or, you know, read the comments of others and, you know, maybe it'll help feed you and spur you on in, in, in your, in your walk. Um, that's the other thing is leaving comments and having this community talking is you're going to help somebody else yeah. that you may not even know. And you may not even know what helps them. Hopefully me. Uh, but we got to have the conversation and have the comments to be able to, to, to provide that for that benefit. Yep. So, so please let us know. We encourage you. As we like to say, let our focus be that throughout this life, we live and die in a way that when we are thought of, it's Christ that is remembered. Christ be known. See you all next time.